Just before we get into this one, I just want to remind you guys that the Football Index podcast is supported by footballindextrader.co.uk, the best site for in-depth scouting and trading strategy. The members area has recently celebrated its first birthday and in a February survey, members gave the site 4.7 stars out of 5 for overall satisfaction. Not too bad that. 94% of members agreed the subscription paid for itself with 38% saying that they made more than the sub and 49.5% making a lot more. It's good to see that a year on from launch, the members are happy and the site is standing the test of time. As an exclusive offer for podcast listeners, you can tr- give the site a try with a 25% discount on your first month with the code FIG25. So that's FIG25 over on footballindextrader.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast, episode 126, and I'm rejoined by Sam Richards. How's it going, mate? Hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you were last on episode 73, so that's like a year ago, pretty much. Yeah, it's quite a long time ago now. A lot, well, lots changed it, since then. It has, and it's certainly changed in the last week. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a strange time in the world, and that has not... Uh, you know, FI has not been able to avoid that, has it? Of course. No. And we're, we're kind of lucky that we're recording now rather than Tuesday because, I mean, so much has changed since then. I mean, we've had uh, the Premier League suspended. We've had the Bundesliga suspended. We've had announcements that uh, UEFA are going to have a meeting on Tuesday, that the Premier League are going to have a meeting next Thursday. So it's probably a good thing that we postponed till Saturday. Yeah, I think so. A lot of uncertainty at the moment as well. How how are you feeling about everything? Um, I'm okay, really, to be honest. Um, obviously, it was a bit... Thursday was quite difficult for everyone, but I just held my port, really, and let people do what they want, needed to do. But that's, everyone's got a decision to make, haven't they? So. Mm. Have you been manoeuvring, doing anything since then, or have you just been sitting and holding? Um, I've done a little bit, but added Pogba, um, more Sanjo. Just keep buying Sanjo, to be honest. Fair play, fair play. Uh, confident in your holes. I think mm-hmm. you've been confident in that one for a couple of years yeah. now. Um, I mean, it's. Why don't you remind people a bit about your football index journey? I, I mean, we'll keep it. We'll keep it brief because I know there's so much to get into. <laughs> yeah. We basically had to scrap every question that we originally got because so much has changed, and we've got some new ones. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy time. Yeah, no preparation, but um, <laughs> it'll be alright. Um, so yeah, I basically joined World Cup 2018. Um, so about 18 months now. Um, that's about it, really. Obviously, start, started with a small portfolio and just built it up as I've gone along, really. And your your preference or your focus has usually been in the in the youth hold side of things, hasn't it? Yeah, I've always focused on that side of it. Obviously, prices have changed over time and I've had to adapt myself to the market and different scenarios, but... Yeah, focus mainly. Well, saying that, I'm not focused focus mainly on it now. So, <laughs> was there any reason for that when you when you started, and how has that developed since? And then, obviously, with this kind of big event, how has that changed your strategy as well? Um, I suppose when I started, it was just a clear, well, to me anyway, it was a clear market correction that youth was just massively underpriced. So, as much as I wanted youth anyway, um, it was they were just massively underpriced compared to the top player. Mm-hmm. And then how, how has that developed since since then? Um, prices have obviously caught back up. Um, 
have almost gone the other way now. <laughs> uh, ratios have brought themselves back. So, yeah, it's an interesting time at the moment. Mm, it certainly is. We've got some miscellaneous questions here from uh, from a few from the users, ones that we could keep after everything's changed. <laughs> uh, is it uh, FI Show Pony? Uh, barring a Southgate meltdown, I can't see Greenwood at the Euros, so I want to know, Sam, what's going to hurt more? A one-month Twitter ban, the pinned apology or selling the 200 Greenwood? Side note, Football Index SOTD, is he allowed to market sell or does he have to instant sell? And now, if the Euros isn't, in 2020 you might have you, you might sneak your bet if there's a, a couple of things go your way yeah i'm not sure how that one's gonna go maybe um either 2021 or void i don't know i have to speak <laughs> but yeah i don't think i'd want to be a uh, selling mason greenwood right now with these spreads but yeah that one, the, uh... that one would hurt the most i think <laughs> yeah i'm sure if uh, if it stays in 2020 i'd, I'd hope uh, yeah. sotd would would let you uh mark it so it was a funny bet at that time i yeah. think it was uh although I you know still, like i if... still think you would have had a chance but no, a lot of if, people uh... don't think so but if you need a goal mm. off the bench mason greenwood or tammy abraham or calvert lewin Mm-hmm. I mean that that is the other thing I suppose that barring apart from Kane and Rashford who are the kind of stalwarts yeah. and, and Sterling I suppose Sancho obviously there as well yeah, yeah. Um, we have had the emergence of you know Tammy and Calvert-Lewin as you mentioned predominantly Danny Ings as well but yeah. then after that you're, you're looking down the list and maybe him in terms of Greenwood and, and Callum Wilson I can't think of too many other options no that's why I thought he would go obviously if Kane or Rashford were out probably Tammy or Calvert Loom would lead the line, but if you want someone off the bench and the future of England anyway, I would have taken him personally, but we might <laughs> never find out. So I'm sure you would have considering that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad, uh, yeah. <laughs> Got a question here from Dave W. What was the thinking behind the profile picture change from Greenwood to Ayatara? <laughs> one is one is perfectly ampiped ampipedal. Is that the the word for both footage? Right? Oh, uh, it must be ambidextrous, right? is it? Ambidextrous is, is both hands, uh, right? Uh, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that must be it. That must be it. Uh, and he says, and the other may as well have a piece of wood for a right foot. <laughs> Harsh. Um, no, um, there was no reason behind the change, really. Just it was just a change. Wanted to freshen it up. Yeah, freshen it up and piece of wood for a right foot. It's his opinion, I suppose. But Iron Robin didn't have a right foot, so he didn't. He really didn't. Um, yeah, that's got a question here from. <laughs> Lucas Laver, have you got to witness any of your holds live? If so, who impressed you the most? I like that question. Yeah, it's quite a good one. Um, quite a lot, really. But obviously, well, not obviously, but the last twelve months have been quite difficult for me, so I haven't really been able to get about. But um, who do I hold now? That's um, the one that surprised me the most. Is what well, impressed me the most. Oh yeah, surprised and impressed. Reese James impressed me the most. I just didn't expect it, really. So you go with James. And just, just I think he's just everything he's got is strong. He's quick, can cross the ball. He's obviously got things to work on. I mean, he was playing lower league football not long ago, so I just think he's just going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, those those were the miscellaneous questions. We're, hey, we're going to yeah. get into uh, a lot of craziness in a minute. But just before that, if you guys didn't know, this podcast is supported by Index Game. They are a third party data provider. And uh, if you're wanting to know, uh, you know, MB yields and dividend yields, um, 
and and so on and so forth or look at uh previous pb scores to set yourself up for next season when footy relaunches or you just want to track your portfolio on their uh slack buzzbot then you can use the code fig2020 for five pounds off your first month uh and if you go for their semi-annual plan you get one month free and then another five pounds off top off the top of that with the code fig2020 and that's over on indexgame.co.uk check it out it's a, it's an awesome platform and an awesome community they've got on uh, slack if you guys are sick of just hearing my voice and want to see my face for some reason did a Q&A recently went out on uh, Wednesday check that out and my latest uh, fig cast episode well check out the one that went out on Thursday with Panda that's probably the most relevant one considering all the uh, the craziness that's going on with COVID-19 and then before that was with FI Lambings and FI Philosopher I think a lot of people enjoyed that one I got a question here from Mark FI what do you think will happen to the prices of all the MB beasts so media buzz for you that are new like Pogba and Bruno wants football returns will we see a decline or will they hold their prices um, all depends really um, I mean I think that probably it depends who the MB so-called beast is next season really mm. um, we've obviously got at least three months without football it looks like now maybe five so I mean I see and then they could increase MB in the summer I mean, very hard to call, mm. isn't it? What What are your thoughts? What What like a lot of people are saying that they're very pretty confident that the prem might return in April or leagues might might play in in April, May, June. Like, what What do you is your gut telling you that it might be it might indeed be a, a three to five month hiatus without football? Yeah, it might get September, but um, after reading a lot about it, but it could well be June, hopefully. But I've, I've read that they've got troubles moving the transfer window and all sorts, but. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Because yeah. I know that also a lot of uh, contracts are up at the yeah. uh, beginning of June as well, which would mean that you'd have to extend them uh, by maybe three months. I don't know what the minimum terms for a co- like. Would you have players have like three month contracts and then their futures are uncertain? It's it's going to be a yeah, bit crazy, it's isn't it? Getting really messy now. <laughs> but from what I've read, the easiest way is just to avoid it almost. But I'm not sure I can do that. But oh, it's tricky, isn't it? But I've I've, I've prepared myself for quite a long time as MB. Yeah, I I would... I mean, I want to speak probabilistically. I reckon there's a a very good chance that we have uh, no football until, I'd say, August, September. Um, But I think there is a a slight chance that we might see it in June. Uh, The likelihood of it restarting in April or May, I, I don't know. That seems pretty crazy to me um, considering the circumstances considering where we are on that curve as as politicians are telling us yeah I can't see it really Um, June June earliest for me but they can do all sorts next season they can scrap the league cup they can move the Euros till 2021 can have one leg in the Champions League and in June so there's a lot of things they can do yeah I obviously yeah yeah exactly that's that's the first and first thing uh, and foremost that you know, it is safe to play. And it's kind of shocking that we've seen, we've needed players and managers to get uh, get the virus for, for them to actually postpone the Premier League, especially, uh, which is pretty insane, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as that one person got it, it was just going to spread, wasn't it? But... Yeah, yeah. But, but what are your thoughts? I mean, for me, Pogba and Bruno, I guess it depends if Pogba's still there 
um that for if we're talking about those two specifically but also it depends what prices these players get to because if they get to a certain price then fi might look at it and say well if we remove some of these dividends then um these play play it depends what price they get to because if yeah. they get to extraordinary prices then they're obviously going to decline when football starts again that's just natural isn't it yeah so it just depends really obviously they're on about changing the media in the summer would that have an impact on Pobre if he left? Would it then be okay for Pobre if he left? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is, is, <laughs> that is, is such a good point, is, isn't is it? Is Bruno going to dominate next season if Sancho arrives? I don't personally think so, but he could do. Like, I don't know. Like Bruno, that is Bruno, such a good point, Bruno's isn't it? If, it? if it becomes global, mm. um, does it mean that Pogba could be actually more valuable outside of England? I'm not sure, yeah. but could that be the case? Does Bruno shift to become more of a, a PB hold if he like continues to score and assist the way he does? Like There are, I think, a lot of um, circumstances where you could see both of them go up, yeah. both of them go down, or one of them go up and down, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Bruno, Bruno's always going to win MB anyway because he'll be scoring goals and winners. and So he's always going to be around there. But obviously trying to judge his price, I mean, it's impossible really. With, the, yeah. with increases, we could see a PB and MB increase in August as well. So, mm, That's a good price. point. I mean, what one of the other things you mentioned there, Sam, was, was Sancho or let's just say a, another stellar yeah. signing, right? If, if that happens, is that then a worry for Bruno potentially? I personally think so, but obviously everyone's got their own opinion. But I just think Sancho dominates next season if he comes to the Premier League media-wise. Yeah, it, it does. It does depend as well. Like you make a very good point about if he scores and assists. We we saw that even someone like Anthony Martial scoring against City, he came very close to to beating Bruno in MB the other day. If if Bruno puts up the the kind of statistics that he, you know, a, a lot of people I've read a lot of stuff about him putting nearly striker numbers up, which yeah. is which is pretty nuts. I mean, you could have that Frank Lampard esque almost scoring goals from midfield ability um if he continues that then it's probably good for his pb and mb if he doesn't then it's probably gonna be bo- bad for both and it won't bode well for his price yeah he's i mean he's always gonna get 10 plus goals a year i would have said so he'll always be there i can't sit and not being around but yeah. well, we've got a question here from fi jim just to just to move us on quickly uh, if the top five leagues are cancelled along with the euros leaving us with five months without football which i think me and you have have kind of we've settled on between that three and five month mark who do you see as the top five players on the index how do you think fi will react and what is the implication on sub one pound players what a question so let's go for the first one uh... um Top five players on the index. If if let's say let's go between June and September. Let's go, yeah. Let's go August. Um, let's say August the first is when football starts again. Who who would be the top five players up until that point? Probably say as it is now because I don't see how anyone below is going to unless like I can't see Harry Kane leaving. But if he does, he could break into it. But thing is, if Sancho starts rocking to thirteen quid, but the likes of Mbappe will just tracking people will just be like well there's too big a gap there so could it be a big transfer uh, uh story there i'm looking down the, the list yeah, you know, Jack Grealish, Timo Werner, um bellingham madison they break the eight quid mark though <laughs> yeah that <laughs> big, is that's big true. Ass, but... it's a big ask uh who else is there i mean honestly i'm going down it i i can't there aren't too no, many i'm going down it now and obviously neymar, um... neymar and pobber and gonna win the share of MD, bruno will Sancho, obviously, Sancho could be any price. Um, Mbappe, 
is he staying? Is he going? I, I, I don't know on that one. But yeah, that's true. Him and Neymar could be a story, couldn't yeah. it? With their um, two years left, both on their contracts. I'd say so. Harry Kane could if he left, maybe. Apart from <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I'd love that to happen. But I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. That's it. Um, how do you think FI will react? Is that if that's the the, the situation? Because I think we know, we'll know, we'll better know by that kind of early April mark that FI have set mm. um, what's going to happen. But if we do before that, what do you think FI's reaction will be? Um, I think they've handled it quite well, perfectly so far. I mean, they've yeah, they've just they've just reacted to whatever UA from the Premier League have reacted, and then they'll just. Um, reevaluate their position on. They're probably working on it now, but Tuesday, next Thursday, when we get more information. But um, I think they'll just. I'd like to think they make it five to ten places, but less payouts, if that makes sense. So it's more, so more people are winning, <laughs> almost. If that makes sense. Yeah. Could um could we see the transfer dividends come back as well? Yeah, we could, but uh, yeah, we could see that and maybe triple media still or we could see five we had media madness before didn't we that was good fun yeah it's um it's 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 an interesting one it's um <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens but um i, I think the below the sub one pound market mm. i could see the transfer dividend playing a part but also how many of these sub one pound players would have value over a summer anyway? Do you know what I mean? Like how many of them would be good buyers over a, a summer anyway, unless they've got transfer? Unless they've got a transfer, yeah. But yeah. So some people will build for next season as well at some stage. So. Yeah, and I mean there's nothing stopping people from doing that unless FI maybe bring forward the the August uh, dividend review. Yeah. Which I think they'll probably do for I maybe May. So. Yeah, I, I think they'll bring it all forward just to keep everyone trading and there's more going on, isn't it? How aggressive do you think they'll be, Sam, with that review in in August or May? Um, I think they'll be quite aggressive. I think when they change this media and once they get more information off UEFA in the Premier League, I think they'll go quite aggressive on this media because they've got such an opportunity now. I mean, I was looking at the bookies today and you almost can't bet. So it's, <laughs> like, it's the place to be at the moment. So I think we could see some big dividend payouts once everything settles down, obviously. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, I tweeted today or yesterday, actually. You know, the only place that we you can make money off football without football being on, and I think FI adopting that um, throughout their strategy uh, in terms of a marketing standpoint throughout the um, throughout the summer is going to be super clever because. Uh, you know, people are taking money out of the bookies. People are concerned with money in stocks. They're concerned with, you know, bank interest rates, etc. So there is an opportunity to get more money in the index. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I think they'll, um, back to that question, I think they'll increase PB mainly. But that's my thoughts on it in August. Mm. Mm. I think I, I, IPD and media is quite high anyway. Well, I think it is. But I think yeah. it's quite generous. And if they want to make the product PB focused, they've got to hit that hard i suppose yeah i think we, we could see something like that in in the august review which i think and i think you agree is probably going to be brought forward yeah um we've got a question here from fi gerard who in his bio says he's the real fig so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh he says do you think we'll see similar 
similarly large spreads on certain players when order books are introduced. Now, there was a lot of chatter, wasn't there, Sam, when these big spreads were, were whacked on players by FI during this kind of you know panic and, and downturn. Um, people were saying, oh, I wish I had order books mm. or wish order books were instilled and to, to kind of try and explain it to people if you imagine that the spread being on sancho I'll, I'll just open up the app now just to to give everyone a a realistic thing his you know his price ten pound thirty eight his uh sell price on insta sell is six pounds twenty three if we had order books then essentially uh that price might meet somewhere in the middle or something like that considering you'd have people willing to buy at maybe you know seven pounds eight pounds and people willing to sell at maybe 950 or whatever yeah people you'd have got you'd have got a nice price on them players Thursday. yeah i mean what what do you um what, how how big an opportunity could something like order books be for fi and how much do you think it's been highlighted by having spreads like this yeah i think it's big opportunity the, the trading will just go up more as well won't it i'll just said so you feel like sometimes you put a player in a queue and everyone's just stuck in positions, whereas some people would probably offer you a price for you to get out. That makes sense. Mm. Are you are you looking forward to them? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to them. I think it'll change the product completely. I think we'll have more trade and people won't be just like stuck in queues waiting for a player to sell. So like now I've got Sancho, whatever, 10, 3, 8 is it? Um, if I stuck him in the queue, well, it's a bit different now, but there was no demand for him obviously if I stick him in the queue it could take weeks to sell but someone might swoop in with 10 pounds or just to get more trading yeah I think it'll be super good for the 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 product in general and I'm sure we'll be talking about that over the summer until they uh instigate them did you see what, what did you think about the announcement that we'll have some of those IPOs using the Nasdaq kind of not order book system, but bidding system in, in May from Adam Cole and Mike. Yeah, that looked good as well. Um, again, just gets everyone trading in the summer when there's nothing on, doesn't it? So I think that, that's quite positive news. Um, people obviously love IPOs. IPOs. Um, yeah. I, think, I don't think it'll go as crazy, will it? Because people will be a bit nervous about overpaying and stuff. All the thought. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Because you are going to have... Um, you are going to have realistically priced IPOs, which is which is kind of interesting to think about. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's what we want, I think. <laughs> Apart from the free money you get off them. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll see, you know, more responsible gambling. People staying up. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think of the other announcement about uh, media probably being uh, changed for the new season, but also there's going to be a, a beta link where we can see scores over the summer. Yeah, that's really positive again. Um, it's impossible to call what, what it actually is, but at least we'll be able to see on the side what how it's working and that'll obviously fluctuate prices because as soon as some people catch on, who's going to win next season, obviously those prices will then start to move. Yeah, and then obviously when we get into the new season, there's going to yeah. be players that um, kind of break out and stuff. It's going to be super interesting to... Um, to kind of look at and see at that. Speaking of the spreads, Sam, what did you think of them? Because there were, I think most people were happy of them. Um, but what what did you think of them? Um, I was happy with them, but obviously um, there was a lot of panic on Thursday. I think he saved a lot of people from making bad decisions, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, some people were taking 40% hits. Um, it wasn't really nice to say, but... Um, 
I mean, some people have obviously overextended themselves if they were selling at 40%, I would have thought. Do, do you think that um, they'll continue to have spreads this wide? Um, I think once UEFA announce what they're going to do and the Premier League announce what they're going to do, um, Football Index will then release a dividend chart for their plan for the next few months. And I think they'll just gradually bring them in then. And then people, I think people will obviously start trading again and back to normal. Yeah, I do, I, do, I do agree with you. I think we'll see something like that, whereby um, the more certainty we have, the more those spreads are actually pulled together. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people have talked about kind of like, oh, like we don't want what's going to happen, don't want what's going to happen. And like, it's true, like there is a lot of uncertainty at the moment, but every day that we go into this thing, uh, the more clarity seems to be shed. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if you compare it to even three days ago, even seven days ago, or like Tuesday when we were supposed to record, there was so much more uncertainty at that point than there is now. And I'm sure for the next episode and whoever's on in two weeks time, there's going to be more and more clarity. Um, so I just kind of, for people who are obviously, you know, we were talking before this, if you desperately need the money and you've overextended yourself, yeah. which I think is, is not the right thing to do the per- in the first place. Um, then you've obviously got a decision to make. But for those of you that are just selling for the self- sake of selling or panicking uh, without reasoning, uh, I'd kind of urge you to consider like how much uncertainty there is now, what the rest of the world is doing, and then also think about like how much much more certainty we'll have day on day. Yeah, you can, you, no one can think straight on that Thursday. Even my head was spinning. Um, so it's, be- it's best just to take, a, take 48 hours, 72 hours, reassess the situation, and then... If you still want to sell in a week's time, then sell and take your money out. But it was just a people were just panicking everywhere. But. Yeah, and I, and I think what do you make of the kind of community's reaction? Because I think it's been generally very positive, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been really good. Everyone's been obviously <laughs> on the timeline buying and um, not selling really. And no, it's been positive all around. Really. What about some of the negativity or, or scaremongering that we've seen? Like, I, I think that's been. Um, not very pleasant yeah, to see. I've heard about something, but I <laughs> won't get too much into it. But yeah, it's not nice, really. People trying to take advantage of others, worrying and panicking, <laughs> trying to get cheaper prices. But <laughs> and it's not not really the time at a time like this. But no, it's not at all. Um, f- for you, I want to ask Sam just before we 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 do a quick ad break. Um, what is uh, what are the next checkpoints for you? So we've got the Euro and you know European uh, football announcement on tuesday the premier league meeting on thursday what else are some checkpoints for you in the football index world and football world in general i guess uh those two and then i'll i think football index will then tweet um obviously their plans till june i'm guessing and then obviously if that changes from june to september then i'll have to do something again um, <laughs> transfer windows obviously a checkpoint Whenever that's going to be. Whenever that's going to be again. So. <laughs> more, more uncertainty. But. I think the transfer window is going to have to overlap with football, isn't it? That's the only way they can squeeze mm, it in. Possibly. I've read they can't do that, but also. Really? Mm. But that, that used to happen every single season apart from yeah, I know. last yeah. season. I remember watching Nasri at the Emirates and then him being in a City shirt two weeks later. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So you could have the season where Man United have been in for Sancho and the season's still going on potentially. Yeah, and also, you know, we've got it during January, so I'm not sure why they can't do it. Yeah. Unless there's some stipulations. I think that the interesting one it gets to, Sam, isn't it, when uh, with the contract situations? Yeah, that, that might be why. That's probably what I've read. 
I think that is the the sticky one. But let's see. I think yeah. again, let's enforce uh, circumstances anyway. So it is. So I'm grouped, grouped together. Do Do you think the the leagues should be played on? Um, yeah, I do. To be honest, I think they've got to finish the season somewhat. That's fair. That's fair. Well, um, if you guys didn't know, this podcast is supported by The Athletic. And if you guys want to keep on your toes in terms of what's going on in the footballing world, I don't think there's another a better place than The Athletic. They're a subscription-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage. They've got amazing reporters such as David Ornstein, James Pierce, Sam Lee, Rafa Honigstein, and they're telling stories you won't find anywhere else. No ads, no clickbait, just great sport writing. Got some fantastic articles about what the Premier League might do, what ha- might happen to the Euros, etc. And if you want 50% off your annual subscription for the best sports writing round, you can just go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig. So that's theathletic.co.uk slash fig. I don't know if you've uh, you, you use them at all, Sam, but it's with this offer, it's £2.49 a month uh, for their annual deal, which is uh, which is not too bad. And I was, I was looking at things that cost more than £2.49. <laughs> Cadbury Wine Gum chocolate shell egg for easter <laughs> that sounds disgusting to me <laughs> it's a bargain 249 I, I don't know if you use the athletic at all but I, they seem to be on the pulse um with most things in football world at the moment considering the the depth of reporters that they have con- compared to many other outlets and i think um they're going to be you know my go-to over the summer to see what's going on yeah i've picked up now obviously the they release certain things out, but it's good to have it because you can get extra information. And they leak some stuff like transfers, and but you can't get all the information unless you actually get onto it. Really. What what costs more than two pound forty nine, Sam? Everything. <laughs> 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 yeah, quite a lot of things. Especially hand sanitizer, is this yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, six quid. Six quid. <laughs> Got a question here from Tamas. Uh, I remember Odegaard when he was 17 and some of these questions are going to be more to do with your strategy and kind of your thinking around youth yeah. players and in the market and we'll kind of we'll compare it to like what's actually going on in, in today's market considering all the COVID-19 stuff. Uh, we needed to wait four years to see him quote unquote prove himself. Are you concerned that 17 to 18 year olds will have a quiet stage in their careers in the next four years? Players like Cherky, Fatty, Curtis Jones, etc.? Um, it's an interesting one. He was the real deal. Was he? Was he the real deal? Is, is Fatty the real deal now, or is he? Is he hype? Is he? That's the question people have got to answer, really. Um, I do remember at the time him. Uh, oh, obviously at the time, yeah. He was, what was it? He he went in um, trial at literally every club, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So obviously at the time he was the main man, wasn't he? But people peak at different youth players. Always have um, a stage in their career where they struggle. And they have to break through that. Like even Sancho was on the bench where he got dropped to that game away, not dropped, but hauled off at half time that game away by Munich. And every youth player goes through a phase where they are going to struggle. It's I was trying to think. Well, there's not many that haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like we are uh, even when Raheem Sterling first went to City, for example, he didn't 
didn't explode onto the scene there but then gradually got better and i think what you do tend to see is maybe even like the likes of i mean uh dominica berardi is a good example isn't he when he burst onto the scene he was supposed to be the next big thing then has a quiet three or four years then suddenly you get to 23 24 and they start to explode again um and you can you can definitely have that with loads of young players it also depends how much how many minutes they play right yeah i mean for me they've got to be playing (laughs) like if they're not playing it's they just stall their careers almost um developing bodies at different stages as well like Mason Greenwood now is just like he just needs to get stronger and bigger really um, so that's obviously going to hold not hold him back but it has, has an impact on that as well yeah because not everyone's going to have a body like Haaland yeah Haaland um, do you know what I mean or like uh, Saliba or some of these other guys who are who are physical freaks yeah um, you know even even Paul Pogba when he went to Juventus like you've got a you've got a fully grown man's frame by the age of like 19 yeah. um, and there are going to be players like I remember I mean you're an Arsenal fan right when yeah. Ramsey first came to Arsenal at uh, 18 he he was like under he was quite short like yeah, quite nothing, skinny nothing, nothing to him, wasn't it? yeah and then there was like one summer where he just got like a couple inches taller a lot bigger and then just started playing and becoming a lot better um and I, you see that all the time i mean even like look at, look at cristiano ronaldo when he yeah, was at, ronaldo at united mbappe he's like yeah legs are twice the size now and quicker stronger so it takes time and obviously if the players aren't playing minutes and you're gonna struggle <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you do and i think that um that's why we talk about that kind of like who who has the route to dividends mm. um who has the the best route to dividends and i think it's important to to understand that there can be um situations that unravel or events that happen that make it so short term those players might have a a, a worse kind of path to dividends but long term that it might still be okay so for example you know mason greenwood um we'll use him as an example as we have a a lot of this episode in the summer you know i didn't really buy any more forwards which meant that short term and i guess slightly long term it made his path easier but if they had bought a forward it would have made it more difficult so it's sometimes people tend to um not really realize that those small events can actually have quite big impacts can't they yeah and it can change quite a lot a lot I see it a lot on the timeline like oh he's got 15 years of dividends and all that sort of stuff but he might lose four years like we just pointed out so you know i've got to be careful when you're pricing these players how do you price some of these players because i think that's been we've been talking about it on the uh extra podcast with panda and he's just like it's so difficult yeah well Got to look at the MB potential and PB potential, really. Um, it depends what who you're going to use in the example, really. I feel like I'm fairly good at pricing them, but obviously certain ones are just missed. But yeah, I think with the likes of uh, Greenwood, Cherky, Fatty, it is so tough. It is yeah. so so tough. No, I'd say that, I'd say they're quite high, if I'm honest. For the current, oh, fair. Current situation. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we've got a question here from Football Index Focus. He said, around a year ago, youth holds such as Greenwood were starting to gain traction, but were met with scorn and dismissal at worst and raised eyebrows at best from members of the FI community, including myself. What changed and was it one event or has the market changed in that period? So kind of leading on really well from our question or the the, the topic of conversation that we, we were just having, Sam. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are your what are your thoughts? Um, well, they started winning dev- dividends for a start, but um, I think traders started to realise that career dividends mattered and future dividends mattered. And 
you see it all on the timeline now. <laughs> Everyone's taking it um, seriously. So, um, yeah, I mean, they just started winning dividends, really. Um, they, br- they seem to break out more. Um, there's more information on them now as well. As go back 18 months, like nobody had a clue any of these youngsters were. Now we've got scouts, these so-called scout sites everywhere, and there's just more. Seems to be more information about them. They are becoming. That is becoming a lot more prevalent, isn't it? And mm. I think that it's kind of slightly reflected. Um football to some extent in a weird way you know you've got uh Real Madrid over the last 24 months they've bought you know Reina Rodrigo Vinicius Jr they haven't bought as many Galacticos as they usually would do even Jovic could be considered someone who's quite like a youth prospect so um that is kind of the way football yeah. teams are going about it as they're, well they're breaking out younger and younger as well now that's a so like 17 18 they seem to be breaking out or 16 they seem to be breaking out <laughs> earlier than whereas Years ago, it was probably more like nineteen, twenty. That really, obviously, you get the odd case, but yeah, I, th- I think it's only natural because we saw the the how monumental transfer fees got, didn't we? Yeah. I think we kind of peaked with um, uh, Neymar to PSG, and I think at that point, clubs were like, "Well, are we going to spend thirty million quid, or are we going to actually just develop one of our own youngsters who might become a twenty, a 20, 30, who might save us thirty million quid, yeah, or so- are we going to buy someone like a, a Martinelli or a, someone like that who can be a squad member at, at the age of eighteen and kind of ten x their their sell on potential? Yeah, and develop them obviously as they go. Um, the homegrown rule as well is coming in. Is that coming in next season? Yes, um, yeah, it is. So that that might have an impact on um, Premier League clubs keeping hold of these youngsters. So like uh, uh, Curtis Jones, Elliot, yeah. Greenwood, obviously, they're going to probably get more minutes, I would have thought. And in some leagues, it's even stricter, isn't it? I know in Turkey that you can only have like a certain amount of foreign players, right? So um, it, it's kind of like a worldwide thing where teams want more of their youngsters to be a part of their first team squads. And also the national teams want that more. The The football federations of each uh, country want that more so it's it's quite interesting yeah it's all, it all seems to be turning a little bit but you're still going to get the big fees obviously but... oh yeah yeah I mean I, I scared to think what Sancho might go for if he if he if he moves there in the summer yeah. uh, how much do you think 150 yeah I'll say 140 I think hmm. uh, we've got a question here from GG underscore footy index who's the biggest youth failure you've had and what went wrong with them in relation to how you thought their trajectory would go how many dividends uh, do you see your primary youth hold of uh, earning over summer that's a good question uh, good question Sergio Gomez I think at Dortmund you know and he went from Barcelona to Dortmund yeah. perfect path Barcelona weren't happy at the time obviously I've seen quite a lot of them so obviously thought he was going to be the not the next best thing, but a really good talent. Um, he just wasn't getting minutes, really, um, into the reserve team. Obviously, they had other youngsters break out, and they needed the now, really. Um, he ended up, well, he's up on loan, the second division in Spain. He's still contracted Dortmund. But yeah, I'd probably say him. Yeah, and it's one of those things that we talked about in terms of those situations where... Um, 
there are they've got so many more central midfielders don't they yeah is Dortmund so it's um it's tough like especially when you're playing 3-4-3 or whatever like you know they they started with Brandt on the bench the other day I was yeah. on the bench with PSG like they've got a really really deep squad now um so so it can be that situation can't it with some of these young players where there just isn't room yeah if they're not ready or there's not room they just get frozen out and just they need to, like they need to be playing so even if it's playing um, you've got like Hernandez at, in the Spanish league at least he's playing like every week mm. like, he's getting a tough apprenticeship but <laughs> at, least at least he's playing minutes yeah, yeah he's not had it easy as he was it Chicho no. Hernandez yeah, yeah <laughs> um, but what when do you kind of what what decisions or what events usually make you stick or twist with some of these holds well if you can see if, if I say they're not getting minutes then that, that's sort of it for me um, mm. I try and do a lot of reading about the player itself. Obviously, if it's their diet or their agent or just little things like that, you can get inside information. Mm. Mm. Uh, we've got a question here from Bobby Axrod. Whilst known for advocating youth, how diverse is your portfolio? Do you have anyone aged 23 in it? <laughs> or any you hold for capital appreciation that aren't young? If not, why not? Um, well, after all this news this week, it's not really that, <laughs> it's not really that diverse at the moment. Uh, anyone age twenty? Mm-hmm. Can't say I do, to be honest. Pobber, Pobber, I'm Pobber now. So. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Um, what is your? I suppose you know we are all going to react and we are going to try and set our stalls up to for this kind of summer. Um, when are you going to make decisions over that summer over some of the players that you've kind of gone into um, for the new season, if that makes sense? Like the the Pogba's, the Bruno's that we've just mentioned before. When would I sell or keep, you mean? Yeah, like what what is what are some of the factors that are going to influence your decision-making over the summer? Um, next week, obviously, how long, um, see what UA from the Premier League have got to say, see what Adam Cole's got to say with the payouts. <laughs> So it depends how good the return. The returns are probably going to be quite big. I would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, ten p a day is massive, isn't it? I mean, I think. What did you think of um, some people being slightly disappointed that FI didn't um, didn't increase them further? Um, I didn't really get that because they've just they've had like five hours to make a decision probably <laughs> so they've just i did see someone tweet that didn't they imagine having like five hours yeah. to turn around a, a business plan <laughs> yeah i haven't seen that but yeah um I, I just don't get why people are moaning because they don't even know themselves what's going on yet <laughs> they need to <laughs> they need to wait for the ua for they need to wait for the premier league before they can make any decision they've yeah in the games are off so they've called it triple media for 21 days and that's sort of where we're, where we're at and I suppose it's important for FI to have some of these aces up their sleeve and some of these um, checkpoints that they could offer um, based on what's going on in, on the, in the real world, isn't it, Sam? Because, yeah. you know, uh, if the Euros is on, which it probably is likely that it isn't going to be on, FI have to whip up themselves a, <laughs> a dividend table that the they see plan, that yeah. they deem is, is good for their business model. If it's not, then how much MB can they afford to chuck our ways and are they going to have transfer dividends? Is there going to be another dividend mechanism? It's very hard to... like. You could plan contingencies for it, but you'd probably have to have 13, 14 different plans based on what could happen. Yeah, it's not easy for them. I think people just need to give them a bit of a break sometimes. <laughs> just... Let it all play out. But. but you said you've been impressed by the way that they've uh, 
they've been um, going about things. What's what's impressed you the most? Um, just the communication, really. It's been quite quite good. They've stopped panic. It's all they need to do, really. Communicate and stop panic. <laughs> what did you make of the um, the video with Sam and uh, Mike? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, done all they needed to say, really. Everyone knows where they stand. We've got order books, we've got a media review. Um, everyone knows about the um, PB and MB potential increase in the simple well, review, should I say. Um, IPOs, obviously, in May. Not really a lot more they could have done, really. No, 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 no. Um, I, I suppose they're going to just keep us kind of posted, aren't they, to some extent? Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a weird thing to say, but tuesday they'll probably say something thursday they'll probably say something and then it's going to be on the other leagues to decide when they think they're ready or just continue updating everyone yeah i suppose if they get called off till june they'll make a plan till june and then if obviously if it gets called off again they'll make another plan but they can they can only really do what they can at the time so for sure for sure and i think that um you know april the 4th was it that that football's yeah. been trying to in in, in the uk like the likelihood is that it's going to be postponed further mm. but um fi are probably already kind of uh i i said that they they're not going to make 13 plans but they are going to probably think about the most likely scenario and i'm sure that they are doing a lot of work in the background for that yeah. um i mean i i was gonna i was gonna say it's a weird thing to say but from my standpoint it would have been a obviously a weird thing to to see if they'd done the um the kind of media review sooner rather than later i suppose do you think that this period has pushed back a lot of their plans order books included um i think if anything it'd bring it forward maybe really it all depends doesn't it it depends if there's no football <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they, can't, they, sure. they can't really do a lot to they know i suppose um there's going to be no games then uh so obviously no pb and ipd but uh, tricky one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, we've got a question here from fi underscore tt. Uh, good to see you back on the pod, bro. So, question one: What's the best bit of advice you've been given, and did it lead to your strategy change? Um, well, it wasn't. I haven't been given it, but I actually stole it off your pod. But cash balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cash balance is needed at all times. Why so? Just you can get on if you're around and you've got time. You can. Like this morning, I had a cash balance and sunk it into Pogba um, up 42p on him, for instance. So you just there's always an opportunity on FI, even if you miss one. There's always something that comes up hmm. at some stage. Just, his, second, his second question is, uh, as you're full-time, how many hours a day would you say you're on FI and do you ever flip players? 24 hours a day. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know, really. Um, as many hours as you want, but uh, I just potter about, really. Um, do I ever flip players? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. How, how is it? Um, how has that transition been from uh, kind of like becoming, you know, full time on FI? Yeah, I only really made the transition in January. Um, found it actually like mentally tougher, but um, just getting used to everything and trying to avoid trying to get every rise because it's physically impossible to get every rise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I'm all right now. But. Yeah, was there any quite... reason that you decided that January was the the time to do it? Yeah, obviously in, in my personal life, I had a lot going on with different courses and um, 
I just finished all them and then realised I just needed to go full time basically. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, where, where do you see the the future of this thing going? You know, in the next two to three years, like let's let's have some positivity before we maybe finish up on some more COVID <laughs> advice uh, towards the end of the podcast. Like, what what do you see coming in the next you know twelve, eighteen, twenty four months, and where do you see this platform going? I think it's going to go really big. I wouldn't be full time if I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I think we'll see another share split. Okay. I'd be surprised if we don't. Um, yeah, I just think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I, I still don't think we've really had a full proper season yet. Not since I've been on anyway. But I think once we have order books, the media review, um, I think next season could potentially be the first proper season since I've been on without too, too many changes, if I make sense. Bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, change, change my portfolio every two months. <laughs> yeah, because I think, um, I mean, the, the COVID thing coming in was just uh, crazy, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. no one could have anticipated how widespread and crazy this would have gotten and how quickly I think people have really been taken aback by how fast this has happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I predicted no Euros and I thought closed doors, but obviously... That's just not possible now. So, hmm. I um, I actually bet on the Euros being off. Did you? Uh, there was a Betfair exchange market for it. Yeah, I think I got. Uh, I backed no at one point eight, which uh, I think it's gone down to like one point zero five now. So people seem to be not pretty yeah. confident it's getting sacked off. I mean, I only stuck like hundred quid on it, but uh, <laughs> just win. for a bit of fun, I was like, oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, I I I would for me. What would you give? Um, advice to traders right now in this kind of situation with um, COVID-19 because for me I think that um, I- I've given a-, a little bit over the the couple last couple of weeks but taking it day by day and kind of reacting appropriately yeah. and-, and sensibly is super important but also understanding what you're betting on you're betting on the, the three the next three years and the career dividends of these players um, the-, the the careers of these players rather yeah, and it no, is super important to remember that, isn't it? Yeah, there's no need to panic too much. I mean, everyone tries and chases every rise, so you're always going to get people selling players and then they'll be back on them in like two months or three months or six months. So yeah, I just really think about your position, really. Um, don't do anything you might regret. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the other things I think is super important as well is to to think about... Um, to think about the different potential scenarios you know uh you know the best case scenario could be that we are playing football again behind closed doors in like may for example Mm. uh, and the euros go ahead and we start the season like nothing's happened in in uh, august the worst case scenario is that we start we scrap the leagues and uh that they start again in september or whatever so and i think i'd i'd look at all the in betweens as well what are the other scenarios that could happen in between those and just think you know what would i do if this happens and what would i do if this happens and what would i do if this happens and if you can't be bothered to do that or if all else fails just (laughs) diversify to the extent that you'll kind of just track the market i suppose yeah you've always got to have some sort of a plan so i'll try and plot my way around and if this situation happens i'll do this and that's definitely the best way to do it especially now more than ever to be honest <laughs> <laughs> as Griezmann once said yeah um what what's been your main technique not to panic because I think that's been that's that's what you mentioned uh not panicking but it is hard when this is going along and when people have more time on the hands they're more likely to just do stuff because they're bored yeah definitely. um I've just 
haven't really done a lot, really. Uh, moved a bit, bit of money around, but managed to sell a couple of players I didn't think they would sell, which was quite positive. But um, I've just been buying Sanjo, really. I just think <laughs> the summer's going to be Sanjo's, and that's that's it for me. I think it's less risk now. I mean, the risk for the injury, I suppose, but he's just sitting on the sofa, so I don't really see the risk with him now. One of my one of my mates messaged me like, "Oh, why has this player gone down? Has he got injured?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, how is he going to get injured with no football, mate?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd say this: you, you can be diverse, but I think now more than ever you can be a bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. What are some of the conversations that you've been having with um, with other traders? I'm sure that you've been speaking to people. Like, what have those conversations been like in the past week or so? Um, some of them obviously don't really know what to do. Um, I haven't actually seen that much panic in the people I've spoken to. I've seen it more on the timeline than um, most people just said, well, football is going to resume at some stage. That this player is going to be worth more in a year than he is now. So, that's it really. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I just be careful of kind of like misinformation. There have been people saying stuff that just isn't true. Yeah, uh, which I think is very poor. Yeah. Um, like, oh, this has been promised by FI. This has been promised. Like, well, actually, no. Like, if you if you think about what they've written and what Adam said in those Q and A's, then you know that that is the situation. People come complaining about the instant sell. Like, it's in the terms conditions. This yeah. is this is a non discretionary kind of cash out option from FI, isn't it? Yeah, it's giving you like, like say a cash out that you might not get anywhere else. Um, well, they do offer cash outs at this. yeah and i think one of the other things to maybe consider is that um you know i I think people have been like oh well this isn't a proper stock market if they can just turn off instant sell and stuff it's like well you know um that's not actually true like if any other exchange just halted trading or um or the the american markets stopped trading like three times haven't they in the last week or something like that um it, it can happen, you know, like I'd, I'd really read up and, and make yourself more familiar with how markets in general work and how and how gambling works in general. Like this is a gambling company uh, and a gambling platform. And I wouldn't advise anyone to, to risk more than they can afford to lose. But if you are going to leverage yourself and risk hard and leverage, I don't mean get yourself money lo- uh, via loan, but as in leverage your own capital uh, more so than you might have thought then really understand what you're getting yourself into yeah definitely i mean a lot of people would panic in selling but um i think a lot of the public live month to month as well and that is unfortunately where sam's speaker just stopped working and we had to finish up the pod i was actually going to ask him where we can find out more about him straight after that i think he he was basically going to go on to say something really important, which is why I'm I'm super annoyed and it's really unfortunate that it just kind of cut out. Um, he was basically going to go on to say and what a lot of people have been saying on, on the timeline and in the Football Index community that some people do live month to month. And it is important for those people to have money, especially when unforeseen circumstances happen. However, what I would say, with that being said, that... I would never advocate anyone, and I think Sam was going to say the same thing. Unfortunately, it wasn't recorded. But 
it's so very important not to overextend yourself. It is so very important not to gamble more than you can afford to lose and always have uh, a rainy day fund. Always have money set aside that if there is an occasion of emergency, if you break your foot or whatever, that you can dip into that and it will not cripple you financially. Like I, I, I cannot... you cannot underestimate how powerful some of those things can be and if you're putting money in that you need for rent that you need for your i don't know for bills etc into football index that's not a responsible way to uh, gamble it's you know similar to uh, stocks or or betting you wouldn't bet a hundred quid that you need on uh, for your rent on a first goal scorer and you wouldn't put a hundred quid into some stocks and shares that you need for your rent that month it is dangerous and i think people really need to take responsibility for that i understand that there are uh, you know unprecedented circumstances here with covid19 but i think when this all blows over and it will and football index comes out the other side stronger and you know football is forever that people do really reconsider just how uh, they are playing this what they are doing on the platform what their intentions are and they understand the bet that they are taking um so that's all from me sorry to end on a on a somber note but i thought it was important to raise that you can you guys can find sam uh on twitter at sam 14 richards you can obviously follow me at fi guide uh, if you guys are commuting right now which i think a lot of people are working from home then uh have a great commute and a safe one at that stay healthy everyone uh wash your hands uh and all that jazz uh take care of your loved ones and uh thank you very much for uh listening if you guys enjoyed it, please do leave a review, etc. And uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter if you need anything, especially if you're feeling stressed or generally if you've got any concerns about anything um, during this time. Uh, and yeah, hopefully this podcast can uh, keep you guys occupied, especially if we are locked indoors for a prolonged period of time. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Hold up. 